Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? you ask it correctly. Hello, and welcome to the Reformatory, <laughs> the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. My name is Jack Berry. I'm a local deacon here in Tacoma, Washington. Here, here, beer. <laughs> Man. Coming out with all these different blast like, from the past, baby. Blast yeah, from is. the past, dude. How are you? Pretty well. Things are yeah. good. Things are good. Yeah, yeah. I can't complain. Can't complain. I got good root beer, which is always a good thing, dude. You know what we got right now? I got to tell you. Well, first off, are we going to talk about what 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 Disney just dropped? Oh yeah, Disney dropped a whole lot of bombs <sighs> oh, on us. Oh, so at the time of this recording. Disney just had their, I don't even know what it was, some was sort of stakeholders meeting. <laughs> it was an investor meeting or something like that. Yeah. Basically showing, yeah, our stock's about to go like sky high. Seriously. Up in this, up in this hizzy right now. Yeah. So Disney, they basically just ensured that I'm not going to be deleting Disney Plus till like, oh no, till I'm 70. <laughs> Never ever. We got new Star Never, Wars ever, coming. Ever, we got ever. new Marvel stuff coming, dude. It's almost enough to have someone go post mill. So close, so <laughs> wow. close, man. I mean, things might be getting better. You, you you don't really know. It's possible. It could happen. It could happen. That's one sphere. That's the business side, Josh. Yes. Okay. That's that's, that's it. fair. That's fair. That doesn't mean we're gonna go post mill on. Here's the thing, dude. Talking talking about business. Talking about business. It is well. For, what are you eating? What I'm eating what, chips, man? Tim's over original the, baby. Over there eating chips, dude. Man. Like. We are not professional in the slightest. Nobody cares. No, no, <laughs> nobody cares. Dude, says, I feel like that meme, oh. that part in Jurassic Park where he's like, hey, 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 we hey, got this. He's got doing Dotson. something. We got that in here. See? We got that in. Nobody cares. See? Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that's how I feel sometimes. That's okay. Um, but, dude, speaking of business, I, I would like to, ha- I'd, I'd like to have it known. We are, we are business savvy, you and me. <laughs> we wheeling and dealing up all up in this podcast. Josh does send me Marco Polo's about 
future sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yes. and we just we just pulled the trigger on a lucrative podcast sponsor deal. Perhaps the best one that we've had. Well, I don't know. Re- Renewed Man Grooming, who sponsors giveaways and stuff, they're pretty awesome. They're they're, but it's it's something completely different. I'm just gonna say, Maquano Coffee, mm-hmm. dude, dude. Maquano Coffee. Uh, for those of you who do not know Maquano Coffee, they're amazing. They're out of uh, Rollins, Wyoming. Rollins, Wyoming, bringing like classic, like like they are like the quintessential like like high grade hipster delicious coffee in the middle of Wyoming. Pretty rare. They're bringing class, man, and they have chosen out of the goodness of their hearts to be a reformatory podcast sponsor. And I do believe they are going to be a long lasting sponsor. So this is what I, what I want our listeners to do now. We are, we are, this is, this is kind of the, the first of like a first official, they are our sponsors. Now we're going to be getting set up with, uh, we're going to be getting set up with like promo codes and stuff like that. And, uh, and, 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 you know, perhaps, perhaps uh, dare I say, dare I say, I'm not going to, I don't want to jinx it, but sometime in the future, perhaps a reformatory podcast blend. That's right. How they're going to... That's crazy to think about. How, how they are going to infuse coffee with sarcasm, I have no clue. I don't know what the sarcasm... Sarcasm of, and cynicism. It's going to be so <laughs> acidic. It's going to be the dude, worst... It's going to be the most bitter cup of coffee you will ever have in your life. Dude, it's going to be the worst blend they have, and that's exactly how it needs to be advertised. It's like, this is going to be the worst cup of coffee you've ever had in your life. <laughs> you know, but it's like so bad, it's good, you know? Kind of, yeah, exactly. Kind of like uh, the, the Star Wars prequels. So wow. It's true. I love them. Taking that Some shot, of them are hot, huh? hot garbage, but they're good hot garbage. I'll watch them every time. I will. Wow. But anyway, this is what I want our listeners to do. I want our listeners to head on to Instagram. Head on over to Maquano Coffee. That's M-U-K-W-A-N-O Coffee. And I want you to give these guys a like and a follow. I want you to follow these guys. I want you to comment and be like, hey, I'm here because of the reformatory. You can head on over to their website, Maquanocoffee.com. They've got subscriptions. They've got really cool pictures. They've got different blends. They've got blends from like places I didn't even know existed. Africa, baby. We talking African coffee up in here. It's delicious. Y'all need to get on over to Maquano Coffee and get yourself some delicious coffee because they are a reformatory sponsor and they ain't going nowhere. I love it. Says the guy who doesn't drink coffee. Hey, 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 you know what? You know, you don't you don't gotta do me dirty like that. What's wrong with you, man? What's wrong? Hey, you know what? These guys, uh, got these him. guys, got I, will, him, I will start drinking coffee for this sponsor. You heard it, yeah, you okay. heard it here. Okay, Josh. You heard it here first, folks. Okay. I will start drinking coffee because these guys, these guys are really cool. Uh we're friends. At least I am. I don't know if Jack knows them. I'm I'm friends with the owner. Really cool dude. Uh, Christian uh, loves the Lord, loves Jesus, and uh, is making some fantastic coffee. Head on over to Maquano Coffee and get your coffee because it's delicious. Jack, yes. What are we talking about today? Excuse me, we're talking about leadership. Stop eating those chips, Jack. Biblical church leadership. What? That's not important. Biblical church leadership. What are you talking it about? Absolutely, is that's important, not sir. important. That's not a thing. How 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 is biblical leadership an essential part of the how how is that one of the nine marks? Come on, that can't be a mark. 
Well, I mean, it's let's like a, be honest. Okay. The church needs elders. You need elders I mean, to be technically a church. It says you. It says La, la Biblioteca. Okay. Oh. <laughs> la, la Biblioteca. Are you, are, are you pulling community on me? <laughs> la, la Biblioteca. <laughs> Oh You're gosh. going all ga- childish Cambino on me before hey, he was childish be. Cambino. I could be. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Anyways, no. We are uh we're talking about how how leaders should see themselves from scripture, how leaders should lead from scripture. Yeah. Um you know, we could go into basically like qualifications of an elder too at this point mm-hmm. as well too. Um I mean, plus I mean, you can talk about some other, um, some other books related to this as well, too. But no, I mean, this is basically you can't you can't have a church without leaders. Let's be honest about that, right? I mean, even the church itself exists because our head master, our head, is Jesus Christ. Yeah, the head of the church is Jesus Christ, and the leaders, the pastors, the elders, the deacons are all... The pastors and the elders are under shepherds, and the deacons are commissioned by the elders as well, too. So it's a directly from Jesus Christ down to his under shepherds. And that's honestly... I mean, you look at all the epistles in the New Testament, right? Uh, especially First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus, are especially the ones that we kind of look at for leaders to a certain effect... But all the epistles and the gospels, for that matter, speak about how we are to be um, biblical church leaders and how to lead and how to act and how to interact and have biblical relationships. So, yeah. 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 We, the church is only going to be as strong as the leaders that are leading it. Right. So the way that the church goes, the, the direction that the church decides to go theologically, um, relationally, how they interact with their community, like all of it. It comes down to the quality of leaders that you have. Now, let's start by saying right off the bat, nobody's going to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, you're not, the qualifications to be an elder or a pastor in church are not that you are to be perfect, yeah. right? We are all under shepherds to the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He is the head of the church, right? So ultimately, the leader of the church is Christ. Now, he has appointed men uh, in the role of elders slash pastors. We use those terms interchangeably because guess what? That's what the Bible does. Um, So we have been called by Jesus Christ to a certain standard and a certain certain set of qualifications that we need to be able to follow and meet in order to be biblical— and qualified, we'll use that word, leaders. We find those in Titus, find those in Paul's letter to Timothy, uh, you know, being of sound mind, a husband of one wife, not swayed by doctor, not a lover of money, not a, not a drunkard, right? right? We have all of those qualifications that are laid out as the barometer and as the, as the, uh, as the standard, if you will, of this is what a godly leader should be able to say, yes, they are defined by these things. Now, that doesn't mean 
Jack mm-hmm. that every individual who technically meets those qualifications should be a leader of a church, right? Correct. Yeah. I would I would say that as well too. Just because you qualify for eldership, I think there does need to be some testing and some trying of yeah. you in certain capacities. Um But yeah, I mean uh and I think too as well, um it's not being an elder or pastor is a very high calling, but yet again, you are responsible for your congregation as well, too, in these certain ways. Yeah. And so that's another thing that you have to look out for that you have to take into account. It's like, it's not just me. Um, I have to oversee uh, other people, and I have to account for those people, you know? And so maybe some people are uncomfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, so, I think yeah, probably not the best best for you to be an elder or pastor. Right. right. Um but yet again, like you know, to to aspire to be an elder uh is a high calling and Yeah, it is. Um it's something that uh you should uh not take for granted. Uh you know, as somebody myself who's a deacon right now aspiring to be an elder in my church, it's something that, you know, right now it's going to take some time, I would say, probably because we're still developing. There's a lot of men in this pipeline that we're developing for, you know, elders. But, I mean, my life doesn't end just because I'm not in a certain leadership role per se, Sure, you know. So yeah. so we have, we have the qualifications given to us in Scripture of what, what what elders need to look like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, or what are some things that 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 uh, Dever lays out as some 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 other important aspects of a biblical leadership? Like if we're if we're going to define, okay, this is how you know whether or not the leadership of your church is a godly and biblical leadership. What are what are some things that that we've got here? So he outlines this thing. It's pretty interesting. It says, uh, Dever says, it's no surprise that inside the local congregations, the leaders are to reflect the character of Christ, something of his roles and responsibilities. I've developed a mnemonic device to help remember four aspects of Christ's leadership. I call it BOSS, B-O-S-S. BOSS. It can be illustrated by four triangles pointed in different directions, Boss represents four roles that Jesus filled as a leader and that he calls today's church leaders to fill as well. So the B in boss is boss, that you're submitting to the boss, but he's also giving you to a certain degree of headship over and being a boss of your local church, right? Right. Uh, He says out front, right? So you're out front, you're leading in that way. Uh, that's the O. Supply is one S, and then serve is the other S. Yeah. So, so let's let's run through these really quick. Uh, let's 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 start with the first one. Uh, what is what is the significance as we aspire to lead our churches well? 
and we want to encourage others that are in that leadership to do it well, and we want to encourage those who are members of the church to see this in their leaders. What is the significance of us understanding and realizing that we, as leaders and our leaders in uh, in our churches, are subject, first and foremost, to the person of Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's significant that we start there? Well, I mean, Jesus is the head of the church. Right. Right. And Jesus is our model for everything. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's our atonement. He's our high priest. He's our chief shepherd. Of course, you're going to go to Christ first um, because he is everything that we need and he has everything that we um, that we will have as well, too. Right. So going to Christ first, you are to... Uh, and especially biblically, if you look at this, Jesus was basically discipling these other men to basically be the boss of the church, yeah. just as he is the head boss of the church, so to say. Um, and so he was doing the exact same things. Um, he was doing and being an example to Peter and John um, and... Uh, the apostles to lead his church. And so, yeah, to start with Christ, absolutely. That's the first place you go to. Yeah, yeah. And and we need to model our leadership after him, mm-hmm. right? We need to see Christ manifested in the way that we lead and the way that our leaders lead us, right? Christ led with, 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 with uh, tr- true authority. N- nobody mistook Christ's... Uh, leadership as 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 anything other than what it was he he was a leader and he led his people well and he continues to lead his people well uh and we need to see that type of leadership in our leaders today in that we defend our people from the wolves when wolves mm-hmm. do attack mm-hmm. we instruct in correct doctrine we care for our people when they are hurting and when they are sick, we have a heart of compassion for the lost mm-hmm. and we have a voice that is not only for the wolves, but also for the sheep. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is so vital that as we look to our, the leaders of our church and if we aspire to leadership ourselves, that you look at how Christ interacted with those around him and those that were part of his flock, and you see the different aspects of Christ's leadership come out in the different situations that we find himself that, that we find him in uh, throughout Scripture, mm-hmm. right? And it's important, it's vital, first and foremost, that our leadership is modeled not after our favorite pe- uh, preachers, not after our favorite pastors or our favorite thought leaders or our favorite person on Twitter or wh- whatever it is. We are modeling ourselves and our leadership, how we care for the church after Christ. Mm-hmm. Full stop. That's where it has to start. That's where it has to end. Not to say that you can't glean uh, good information and, and good good strategies and good ways of dealing with people from other pastors. There's a lot of wisdom out there to be gained, and we should definitely be going after that. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, it has to be, does your leadership in your church 
reflect the person in, of Christ and how they lead you. Yeah. That 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 has to be first, right? Yeah. Okay. Second one. It was O, right? Yeah. Out, out front. front. Out front. What does he mean by that? So this is what he's kind of getting at uh, when he says out front. He's basically saying um, taking the initiative and setting the example. That's kind of what he means yeah. in being out front. And so he says another part of biblical leadership is that setting an example. Jesus said in John uh, chapter 13, verse 34, as I have loved you, you must also love one another. Paul wrote, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus in Philippians uh, chapter 2, verse 5. Peter exhorted some early Christians to remember that Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. And to the Corinthians, uh, the Corinthian Christians, Paul wrote, follow my example as I follow, uh, or as I follow the example of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. So, so what you're saying is that I can just be a pastor on Twitter? Then eh. no, oh, okay. Oh, what survey you're saying says is... <laughs> wrong. <laughs> survey says, oh my goodness. Okay, fine. All right. So 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 it requires me then to be in front of my people, actually being a shepherd and being an effective example in their life. Right mm-hmm. now, scary, scary thing that actually gets down to the way that you conduct yourself in your behavior, mm-hmm. which <laughs> uh-huh. both you and I Pull on that thread a little <laughs> bit more, Jack. both you and I have been part of certain a certain networks <laughs> that forgot this. A certain dark crystal. <laughs> dark you know? crystal. Okay, I, I have to ask you, where where does that, I mean, I know that, how do you make that connection? Where does the dark crystal connection come from? Dude. I don't get I, it. I just, I just put something that rhymed with his name, to be quite honest. Oh, okay. And then on top of it, it reminds me of the Jim Henson movie, and I'm just like, okay, so creepy puppets running around. I can think of that. That makes well. sense. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Now, dark, because I'm always like, dark crystal. It's a code name, man. I don't get it. <laughs> yes, pastor, if you're listening to this and you're a pastor, or you're listening to this and you're a church member, whoever you are, the conduct, the behavior of your leaders matters greatly. And they are required, we are required, to act in a way that does not bring any type of what do you say shame to the gospel that we preach now again that does not mean that we are called to live that 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 we are required to live perfect lives mm-hmm. right god knows that we fall and we stumble and there are going to be many times in the life of your leaders where they sin and they have to confess that sin and that sin has to be dealt with uh, through the way that you deal with sin, right? Um, that's not what that's talking about. But the conduct and the way that you interact with your congregation mm-hmm. and the way that your pastors interact with you, I want to make sure that I'm speaking to both here, whether you're in leadership or whether you're a church member, it must be able to be said, and this is, again, going back to kind of the first point, 
is this conduct reminiscent in a biblical picture of Christ and how he uh, and how he acted? Now this gets into I mean this this really does I think start to get into the qualifications, right? Mm-hmm. Not he's not your your leader's not to be a drunkard. Yeah. If he has a problem with alcohol and he's getting drunk and getting, you know, smash faced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh that's an issue. Yeah. If he is a lover of money, and his agenda and his quote unquote vision casting revolves around getting more people in the seats and increasing the numeric value of the church and the financial wealth. Like that's an issue. Mm-hmm. If he's abusive mm-hmm. and authoritarian and tyrannical in his leadership, and he he hits the sheep every Sunday, that's a problem. The way that your leadership conducts themselves and the example that they set needs to be one that reflects Christ. And when it is not that, when you have the opposite of that, the qualification of that individual is seriously, seriously questioned, right? Uh I mean, and we haven't seen any of that here in the Pacific Northwest (laughs) at all. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because what, what, okay. What happens if if that type of individual, right, that individual that is in that is uh, conducting themselves in that way, is left unchecked and continues to be in leadership? Oh man, I mean, we've seen it time and time and time and time again over in the Northwest. They're they're going to want to build their own kingdom, but yet file it under Jesus or the name of Jesus but yet not want to be held to those standards. And then when they are held to those standards, then they want to chuck deuce and leave. And it's like, or, I mean, um, they'll lie about certain things or something along those lines. I mean, we've seen it where pastors um, have, are absolutely guilty of adultery and, they'll downplay it like it wasn't a big deal or their wife will start to downplay it. And it's like, I don't know what's going on there, but it's like, that's not healthy either. Right. (laughs) So, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The way, the way that you act as a, as a leader of your church matters greatly. Mm -hmm. It, you need to be above reproach. Yeah. You need to live lives that are not able to be called into question. Um, as to whether or not your commitment to Christ is actually true and whether or not your love for the church is actually real. Right. Mm-hmm. So we we need to be we need to be living lives that are like Christ. All right. I feel like this is just a lecture at this point. Is this boring? <laughs> I feel like we're so boring right now. What what happened? What happened? Like we were so fun. We used to be so I feel like we we just we just <laughs> we like so like we just woke up and we realized wow like wow we're adults. We're boring. <laughs> We oh, we pay bills. <laughs> we pay we we do boring adult things. Okay, what's next? What's next? Uh, what's next? The next one is supply. Supply is supply. talking about uh, if we are called to be suppliers, we uh, go back behind the lines and give people the tools they need to go out themselves. Having uh, prepared his disciples, Jesus sent them out. Luke chapter nine and ten. They failed in Luke nine, but Jesus sent them out again in Luke ten. 
Yeah. And they succeeded. Jesus, in this example, was back behind the lines, supplying and equipping others. Of course, we can't go with the people we send out as Jesus can by his Spirit. Our situation is more like Paul's when, in his last letter, he instructed Timothy to teach those who can teach others. Paul understood that he could greatly multiply his ministry as he supplied the resources for others to do their own ministries. That's right. That's right. So, so you have to you have to understand as a leader that you are not going to be the last leader of that church, mm-hmm. right? A huge part of your role is training up new leaders underneath you to take the reins when you're gone, right? Because I think and and and, and this touches on something interesting. I think there's a huge I think there's a misconception or at least perhaps some like tunnel vision that a lot of leaders can get is that they think that the church kind of rides or dies on them, and once they're gone, the church is basically not going to be there. Yeah. You know? And I don't think if you were to actually ask them if they thought that, they would say that they do. But often they can just not look toward the future as, like, look, you're 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 just a vapor in the wind. You're here today and you're gone tomorrow, and God's going to use you for how he wants to use you, and then he's going to take you home. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it. Yeah. Right? Um. So I think we really, as leaders, need to have a mindset of, all right, who's next, right? Who's, who's the Timothy to my Paul, right? And be looking to, f- one, identify those individuals and then foster those relationships and train those individuals up so that by the time it is, it is their time to take the reins of leadership, they've already gone through a whole bunch of aspects of church that have prepared them for that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of waiting till the end and being like, well, uh, okay, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, I pick you. Good luck. Peace out. Bye. I'm going to go retire in Florida, right? Yeah. Um, which, why would you retire in Florida? Of all the places to retire. I don't know. Like, what's in, what is so popular about Florida? It's, I don't know, man. It, like, weird things happen. There's alligators in Florida. Yeah. That's, Yeah. I don't get the Florida appeal. I don't mainly either. because everybody in Florida is doing something that will kill every other Floridian that I've seen <laughs> on the news. It's like hashtag only in Florida. Man, what man with monster truck drives it into like a Toys R Us or some <laughs> just ridiculous stuff. Hey, he man. wanted that baby Yoda, man. <laughs> Those things are hard to come by. <laughs> I, I don't think I can say Toys R Us anymore because Toys R Us doesn't really exist. Yeah, Toys so. R Us is like bankrupt, dude. Like they, they aren't even a thing. They aren't even a so thing. Target. So Target, you know, like monster Target. truck drive through a target or something like that. Exactly. It's just, I don't get it. It's like, I'd be, I'd be more terrified to live in Florida than Tacoma. I'm going to be serious <laughs> right now. There's alligators that can jump up and get you. Um, <laughs> gonna get snakes ya. just climbing up in your toilets. Ooh, dude, yeah, it's, oh, dude. I don't see, know. That's not okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's more. That's not okay. I don't know if there's parts of Florida that are better than others. I'd assume once you get closer to the mainland, like maybe like, what is it? Is it Jacksonville that's closer to the, yeah, to the I think Georgia so. border or I something so. like that? And yeah. t- uh, so anyways. Anyways, we digress. Leaders, be mindful that you are not going to be the last ones there. Train up individuals. Identify individuals that uh, will take your place and equip them well. Right? All right. What's the last one, Jack? Last one is very important. Okay. Serve. Oh. Serve. Yes. Uh, so this example... Uh, This is the example of leadership that Christ has left us. 
And this is especially the case if, if we are called to be leaders in a congregation. Peter writes, To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's sufferings, and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Serving others, eager, right? Not lording it over, folks. Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve Mm -hmm. and gave himself as a ransom for many. Yeah. Right. The example that we have from Christ is that he took the form of a servant, not a, not counting equality with God as something to be grasped, mm-hmm. right? And that is what we as leaders need to do for our people. And you as the church member, that is what your leaders need to be doing for you. Can you say of your leaders that they give sacrificially of themselves, right? Of their time, of their treasures, of the talents, of everything that God has given them. Their job is to sacrificially serve you, mm-hmm serve the church, right? Uh, That is something that we need to be marked as because, again, the pastor who's just in it for their own gain or to have a nice cushy job that they don't need to do anything, they are not going to be effective, Mm -hmm. and they're not leading the way that Christ has called them to lead. Yeah, And the the church is going to suffer, right? Mm -hmm. So as you're looking for biblical churches and you look at the leadership, can they be marked by people who submit themselves to the ultimate authority of Jesus Christ? Are they out in front giving themselves as an example, leading the church along with them? Are they serving? And are they supplying people? I think I've reversed those, but are they, are they, uh, are they bringing up the next leaders? Are they, are they training? And then are they serving the church? Are they, are they serving you? Yeah. Do they have servants' hearts? So those are all very important aspects of things to look for in the life of the church and in its leaders. And I think with that, Jack. Yes. Yes. I think we, yes. I think we finished the series. Finally. It's been, it's been too long. I feel like, I feel like here's the thing. I like series, but this one was long, (laughs) but you, but you don't want them to a sixteen eighty nine. Hey, 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 hey! Chapter. Hey. I feel like section, we we have read so much on Doc and Devo. It's not even. Yeah, I feel. I'm like just saying, we man. love Doc and Devo. They're we fantastic. Do, and but you gotta. You we gotta, really are punching you know, up. And like, like that's the thing. One thing that can be said of the Reformatory Podcast: we never punch down. Ever, <laughs> we've never punched punch because down. if, if we, we don't, we always punch up. Always punch above our belt. That that's not. Not above our uh, above our weight class above yeah above the weight class. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the saying. Yeah, because once you punch down, you you're just a bully. But what's nice is when you're on the bottom, punching down isn't even an option. <laughs> it's not even an option for us. All we have is to punch up. So that's punching at Doc and Devo. That's punching at the Happy Rant. That's punching at. Oh man, I I punched. I tried to punch him. You did, man. You <laughs> were you were what, what was we, you were going after them. Man. I was. You know what I you, thought? You and your brown son. Dude, something in my mind associates the happy rant with the Tennessee Titans, 
And so I'm just like, you know what? I'm shooting my shot. See, that's so weird because isn't, and they're like, isn't I don't the... care. And and to be honest, they're like, whatever. We don't care about you. They don't respond to me. Yeah, so it's like, it's true. okay, it's true. Because for them, it would be punching down. Yep. But I feel like they wouldn't care. Like like they're, they're the type. That... <laughs> <laughs> they got book deals up. They in got this they joint. got book deals. We're writing all our books, and we're all we're all famous. <laughs> and Yoda tweets, lots of Yoda tweets. Anyway, so uh, yeah, well, we we hope that this series has encouraged you, in that uh, hopefully you know more now uh, about like what to look for in the in the life. Uh, wow, what am I? I brain aneurysm. Hopefully now you know what to look for when you're looking for a good church. Yeah. You want to know what a biblical church is. Listen to this series, or if you're in your church right now, we pray that all of these things just confirm that you are in a solid awesome church. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you're going to like a health and wealth prosperity gospel church, um, run. Dun, 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 sorry. You should get out and you should find a church that fits this, what we talked about in this series. That's, that, that's what I would say. So Jack, I am just about done with my, uh, Henry Weinhardt root beer here. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking not, not positive, but I'm thinking of polishing off another one. Okay. Because I, mean, I, I brought a six-pack. Yeah. And you can drive afterwards. That's I can't. That's it's, not it's, an it's issue. Not, I don't got to worry about it. See, that's the nice thing is like I don't, I just, I just, I don't never have to worry about it, right? Just, just, just drink a bunch of root beer when you're recording and everything's going to be fine. Well, everyone head on over to McQuano Coffee and get yourself some delicious, delicious coffee. Follow them on the socials. Jack, get us out of here, man. So, people, follow us. On the sociables. On the sociables, you can catch us on the tweaker, Mm. the Instagram, the Facebook. Yep. So to say. So to say. All at Reformatory Pod. Josh, tell the lovely people how they can support us in other ways as well, too. Listen here, all you lovely people. All you people. Gotta go all Barry White on us. Listen here, all you lovely people. Head on over to Patreon. (laughs) We've got ourselves a nice Patreon. Okay, that's getting weird. I can't. That's getting I can't, a little creepy. Can't sustain that anymore. Reel it back in. <laughs> Let's reel that sucker in. Um, yeah, it costs money to do this. Not a whole lot, but you know, Jack needs to eat. So we appreciate the uh, the few dollars for the cost of. Um, I mean, less than it. Let's be honest. Less than a six pack of Henry Weinhardt root beer. That's for sure. That's a month. A month. You too can become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of. This podcast, please head on over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, an honest five star review. We enjoy reading and, and 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 observing what you guys think of the podcast. We really, really do. If you have not done that, and you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I haven't done that, please do head on over. I know we have more than 25 listeners because I think we only have about 25 reviews on iTunes right now. I know I we got more than that. I've seen the numbers. I, I know. It's 33. Th- 30, uh, 33? 33? Okay. Sir. I know we've got more than 33 people listening. I see the numbers. You have not given us a review. So head on over and do that for us. We greatly appreciate it. And we thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. Thank <laughs> you.